welcome to Friday Friends Day, a podcast hosted by The Mama Marketer. My name is Olivia, and I am here with my friend Alicia. Alicia, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I am born and raised in Chicago. Uh, I am from a Puerto Rican family. Um, I joined the Air Force um, when I turned 18, and I was active duty for about 15 years. Wow. Um, during that time, I met my husband, Louis, now, and uh, we met in Okinawa, Japan. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and he was in the Marine Corps for seven years, and I was Air Force, so that's how we met. Um, then uh, we got married, and we had our daughter, uh, Julissa, there. So she was born in Japan, in Okinawa. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. She was born in a naval base, so I have to keep reminding her that it was American soil. Yes. <laughs> um, and then from there, we uh, ended up moving to North Carolina, and that's where we had our son, Zoel. And then from North Carolina, we moved to Kansas. And that's what brought us to Kansas the, our first time around. Uh, and I ended up leaving active duty and joining um, the reserves. Um, and during that time, I decided, well, I've been wanting to cook for so long and be pastry chef and all this stuff. And um, one thing I did with my husband when he got out of the Marine Corps, right. he, he did the same thing. He got out, and he instead of doing the reserves, though, he went to school for culinary and pastry in New York. So cool. So while I was still active duty, um, one of the schools was in North Carolina. I was in North Carolina we were stationed there, and then he went to New York for uh, for culinary school. Okay. All right. And so, you know, since he's from the area, New York, New Jersey, mm. he grew up there. Um, you know, he ended up just living with, staying with his family during the six months. So then he would just travel back and forth. So he went gotcha. to New York for culinary school, came back. We moved from North Carolina to Kansas. When we got here, he's like, I want to do some more school. So he went back to New York for pastry. So we had just got to this base, just got to Kansas. We didn't know anybody. And then he goes and leaves for six months. I was like, well, I guess we're treating this like a deployment, like from before, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, But that whole time, I was like kind of jealous because I was like, I want to do that. How can you know? But I'm stuck with this active duty. I'm like, I want to do that. Um, So then I decided that, you know, it was just, I just knew it was that time. Um, that I needed I needed a change, right. so I went from active duty to the reserves. Then we moved to um, New York, well, New Jersey, but right. we went to school in New York. Yeah. So we met right before at church. So again, people always joke on my podcast that all my guests are from my church. So yes, <laughs> you caught me, another friend from my church. All my friends are from church. Okay, so we met right. I guess would have been right before yeah. you transitioned and went back yeah. to Jersey. Uh huh. And nobody believed, like, you guys are going to leave and never come back. I'm like, no, we are doing our two years in New York. And the whole point was I was going to do pastry at Lewis's rival school. Cool. Because there's, there's, like, about, there's two top schools in New York. And um, he had already done the pastry section of it. Okay. He's already done the pastry and, and culinary. culinary. Okay. So I was like, I want to go to the rival school, and I am going to go to the Institute of Culinary Education and do my pastry there. And it worked out great because it was from 8 to 12, 
So, you know, I dropped, we would drop the kids off at like a before care. Mm, yeah. Because, you know, this time the whole family went. So yeah. we would go before care and then go um, take the trains to <laughs> New York and then, you know, be in class from 8 to 12. Then I get home, pick up. So it worked out great. Yeah. With a, with a very regular like mom type yeah. schedule. Yeah. And then he's like, well, I still have money left on my GI Bill. I am going to go and do culinary at your, at this school too. And I, and it, it worked out. There was enough time. Everything worked out so that it was legit. The, you know, the yeah. VA still paid for it. And so he, we, we were the couple, the married couple in school. Yeah. I was pastry and he was culinary. Yes. Oh going to school together. And did I see, did the school or somebody do an article on you guys yes. at one point? Okay, you'll have to, um, I will drop that on my, um, in my bio on Instagram. Okay. I'll share that. Um, send that to me because I remember them, of uh-huh. course I met her and then she pretty much within a couple of months moves to Jersey. Yeah. But because we were already friends, I got to kind of like follow you kind of like online and yeah. like kind of see you guys go through the process. And I remember when the school did an article on uh-huh. you guys, yeah. the chef and pastry chef. So. Yeah, it was a Valentine's thing. Oh, cute. And then we're both veterans. Yes. So both veterans and both in the industry. And yeah, yeah so they did that story on us. Yeah. So it was cool. And one thing that I think is really cool about you guys as a couple and also as artists, as chefs, um, you mentioned before your family's Puerto Rican and your husband is from Dominican. Um, Dominican. So you know, those are such colorful cultures. Mm-hmm. And so it's just so cool that you can, you're now both in a career where you can kind of like bring yes. that um, into it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's so cool. So one question I did think of, and I had never really asked you guys this before. What was, So before he went to culinary school and before you decided to, did you guys share a love of cooking together? Like, was that a part of you guys? Or did you just, just kind of catch this bug at the same time? Well, I was more of the chef at home. I was the the survival cook, I guess you can call it. Like, we ate, we ate well. Yeah. Uh, but know, it was because I had to feed you. Yeah. That's how I, yeah, I was I had, too. Yeah, I had to feed them. So, um, you know, he would come in and, and he would help. It's not like he didn't know how to make anything. It's just, it, it wasn't really his, his thing at that time. He was in the Marine Corps. He was always busy with that and right. stuff. So, um, and then I had started doing cupcakes. Okay. And then I would sell it to the people I worked with, you know, cool. just make some cupcakes for parties and stuff. Yeah. And that's how Pinch of Grace kind of started. Yeah. Um, but then we ended up moving. So time, you know, it just kind of fell off and then he went to school and then he comes back and tells me how to do certain <laughs> things. <pastries. laughs> and I was like, no, I was doing it first. You know, and that's where I was like, I'm going to go now. You know, yes, yeah. But, like food has always been important to us in our home. Um, you know, either he's showing me something that his mother showed him mm. in Dominican Republic and then I'm showing him some Puerto Rican dishes. So it's always our, our home revolves around the kitchen. Yes. Always. So, um, that, that love has always been there, but then once he went to school and realized that he knew things from when he was little that he didn't know he was doing that was actually culinary. Like, nice. Like when they would, um, in Dominican Republic, they would get their milk every day. Mm-hmm. He didn't know that he was pasteurizing the milk by <laughs> keep warming it up. Yes. He was just doing what his mother told him, you know, yeah. like it was, it was just the thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like this, that's just what you do. Fresh milk every day. Yeah. Fresh eggs every day, you know. So when we started doing this culinary stuff, we're thinking like, wow, our grandparents did this. They this set is, you up. Yeah, yeah. Like, we already know this. This is so easy. Yeah. Like, why didn't we just do this before? Like, 
Well, and I think you're in a cool position too because here in Wichita, like yes, we have Mexican restaurants and mm -hmm. stuff, but um, for the type of cooking specifically that you guys are talking about, like it's it's a good kind of like surprise little flavor. Like you mm -hmm. can really surprise and impress some mm -hmm. people with what are normal recipes to you guys. They're just such a kick of flavor yeah. to people that aren't used to it. And I think, you know, I was thinking as you were talking, like I'm my family's from Mexico and like there is something about the Hispanic families where not only does the house revolve around the kitchen but they're also one of the only like families that I know of current day um like my friends that are Hispanic they had like a group effort in the kitchen mm -hmm. like the tamale making weekend where everyone yeah. gets together and make tamales like I don't know that that happens no offense in my like white friends' households like it is it's such a thing so that's why I was curious if mm -hmm. like you guys had this food thing yeah and I kind of love that your friendly competition between husband and wife oh, like yeah. that's only gonna make you guys better mm -hmm. as you continue to compete um you reminded me of when you were saying how he came home um and was like correcting you on yeah. the baking stuff one time my husband and I did one of those like painting classes but we did it for valentine's day and it was with a couple friend of ours and so like we had to make where like our painting went together uh -huh. and it was the same painting it's hanging in our our you know bedroom now but i remember being so mad because mine looked kind of funky because i was <laughs> following the teacher to the exact specific specifications but i was too literal with it and it was like it just ended up kind of looking uh -huh. funky and dean's looked like the teachers like dean just <laughs> out of nowhere you know, had this like perfect, and they look funny next to each other because mine is so awkward. And it's just like he would, like the yeah. husband would come in and be mm -hmm. like, "Let me show you how it's yeah. done." <laughs> and then, and then to top it off, so okay, so I did the pastry in New York first, right? And I would, my whole plan was to do a management course after in the same mm -hmm. school. I was going to do the management course after, and then he wasn't going to do any more school. He was going. He was doing culinary and already started working in a New York kitchen. Cool. So, you know, so he was doing both things, which we barely saw him, but he was doing both. And I was like, okay, well, I want to do this, the management. When I looked into the management, it wasn't going to be covered by the, by the VA. Mm -hmm. And then when I really looked into the program, I was like, if we plan to go back to Kansas, this all has to do more with New York. Mm -hmm. I'm like, gotcha. this is kind of the markets. Yeah. Yeah. So, out of nowhere, I was just like, why don't I do culinary at the school you went to before, you know? And and he's like, that is your best choice, you know, because he had culinary at both places. So, he kind of he knew, knew what, what would work for me, I guess, yeah. in a sense, like what's better. Yeah, what would be a better fit for you. Yeah, yeah. and um, ICC was better. Yeah. So, we went, so I ended up going there. And he still kept forgetting that I was in school, too. And so he's he's like, well, in the kitchen, we do this. And I'm like, I'm learning the same thing yeah. as you. Like, I know what you're talking about. You don't have to explain it anymore. And still today, you know, and I have to, like, when it comes to our experience, he does have more experience. Right. Just Hands in, like, a, like, restaurant atmosphere, restaurant, right? Yes. Okay. I mean, he did two Michelin star places. Wow. You know, he was at La Bernadin, at Ariel, at the Nomad. I mean, and then at Union Square Cafe at the end. Cool. And those are, like, on the go. And yeah. Tumi was another one. And, like, because he wanted to try, like, everyone's thinking, oh, he's jumping, jumping. But... He wanted to learn yeah. so much because we only had so much time. We did yeah. give ourselves a time limit. Yeah. And he wanted to see all the kitchens. He wanted, you yeah. know, and he is more of a 
researcher. He's going to sit and, and read about the product and read about the ingredient, read about what's the best. Yeah. So when it comes down, like, he's hands down, like, when it comes to the kitchen, culinary <laughs> the, the side. The hands-on or the um, on-the-job on the training. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. That's so him, and I can't, like, I can compete with it, but at the same time, I'm like, he's already above <laughs> me. I'm like, oh, my goodness. But when it comes to the business side, mm. yeah. Yeah. I got that one. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so cool to think about how, like, you guys set yourself a time limit, and I know that you stuck to it, mm -hmm. and that he was in all these, like, I've actually heard of some of those restaurants, mm -hmm. and so he was in these fancy restaurants in New York, and that you brought that all back to Wichita yes. with you, mm -hmm. you know, like, that is so cool. We have some fancy places with some, like, trained chefs, but with Luis, you're getting both of that. Like, he's yes. got the, uh, like, technical training, mm -hmm. but then he also rolled his sleeves up and learned, like, because yeah. we all know how you do it, not on the book, yeah. you know, the off book way is sometimes the better way uh -huh. that you just learn. Yeah. Like when I had, I had a business that I ran in Texas that was social media, digital marketing. And when I started it, that wasn't a degree that you could get at schools. As this, as the business went on, I remember someone point blank asking me at a meeting one time, how do you compare with someone who just graduated from like University of Texas with a degree in social media? Yeah. And they're like, doesn't that make you nervous? Like, don't you think you need to go back and get this degree? And I'd be like, no, because there are so many things that I learned mm -hmm. doing it day in and day out that is not something yeah. they could possibly teach from mm -hmm. a textbook. Like there's just little nuances. So yeah. it's cool that he has both of that yeah. and any husband and wife team, any good team will tell you like you need someone to be book smart and you need someone to be, yeah. um, you know, the more creative yeah. one. Um, I remember we had a friend back in Texas who opened a comedy club in like our little, it wasn't a little town. It was outside of San Antonio, but it wasn't as big as San Antonio. And he was a comedian and he yeah. was like, I want to prove that like the artist can also be the business person and we thought that was kind of cool so we supported him when we could but he ended up not staying open yeah. for very Aww. long and so he unfortunately ended up proving the other side of the point that like there's a reason where the comedian just focuses on the yeah. craft and you have somebody else that's handling the booking and the bar and all mm -hmm. the other stuff so it's so cool that you guys can compliment we've each had other. To, we've really had to learn that though like and I think on more my end than him because I like to control everything, and I, and I admit it. Um, but when we're coming up with the menu for Pinch of Grace, and we're trying to do all these things, he's like, who's in the kitchen, and who's out there? And I'm like, well, I want to be here too. Like, yes. I want, you know, he's like, we both can't have our hands in the pot right. at the same time. I was like, okay, I get it. I yeah. get it. Yeah. We have to set lines and boundaries. Um, but he is really good with flavors, mm -hmm. and composing a dish and I'm more of the the detailer or right. like that, that comes and puts it in a nice package yes yeah type thing yeah, yeah yeah so I was just telling Alicia before this if you guys follow me on Instagram you know lately I've been obsessed with this show called Below Deck and on Below Deck you have a chef that is making these amazing things but his relationship with the stewardess who has to go and like present the triple cream salmon with the asparagus tips yeah. and this sauce like he's very this chef is almost always very particular with how mm -hmm. she says it and presents yes. it and what direction the plate should be turned when it places the person so it's almost like that mm -hmm. type of relationship yes. like you're packaging it um I remember so Dean and I used to work together a lot when we had the marketing agency in Texas and where I had a hard time was like 
Dean would give me a piece of advice and I would like kind of take it into consideration, <laughs> but it wasn't until one time we had like a business consultant come in and she was just kind of like auditing how things were running and was going to make some suggestions at the end. Um, cause we were just growing and I knew I needed help. And so many of the suggestions that she had suggested were things that Dean had been telling me. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my gosh, like I have to go and admit to him that he was right. Yeah. And that I ignored him. Uh -huh. Um, and so, yeah, that was my biggest like husband wife challenge was like, I have to actually listen to him yes. on certain things. Uh -huh. Like I have to trust that. Um, but then just personally, not in the business, we kind of have a similar where it's like, where do you draw yeah. the line? So for us personally, where we draw the line, if it's outside of the house, we say that's Dean. Like if it's like farm animals, maintenance, that's Dean. If it's inside the house, like mm -hmm. actually taking like the goats that we process, like taking the goats and making them into a dish, like that's me because uh -huh. it's inside the house. So it got a little hairy when we were renovating the house because obviously I'm not about to like tear down walls. So I yeah. did have to have his help <laughs> on the inside. But for the most part, that's where we like divide. So, See, and um, it's hard because both of ours are inside. Yes, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> but, it's easy. Yeah, like when it – I mean, it's, it's just when it comes to that, when it comes to the cooking. Yeah. Um, but majority of the time, the everyday cooking is still me. Yeah. Um, you know, he, you know, he works at night and he's cooking yeah. all day. So it's just, he doesn't want to come home and cook another cook. meal. Yeah, yeah. No. So. so he'll do like on the weekends, he's like, I'll give you a break and make something. But for the most part, yeah, the, the kitchen yeah. is mine in the house. Yeah. Nice. But when it comes to business and yeah, we, you know, he's, he's just good at coming up with the dishes and he's not afraid to, to push the boundaries. Yeah. And we're just trying now, um, to, take a lot of our heritage, a lot of our yeah. cultural dishes, and how do we make it into where somebody from Wichita wants to try it? Exactly. You know? It's, yeah. So. And try it recurringly. Exactly. Like, try it constantly, yeah. you know? So, yeah. And I think that a, really is what sets you guys apart. Yeah. Because we, we have Mexican restaurants. Mm -hmm. We got them. But we don't yeah. necessarily have Dominican, Puerto Rican mm -hmm. places. Yeah. So, so that's really where I see you guys setting apart. Yeah. So. And the other thing is, like, a lot of people don't try, like, this is like a chef's pet, pet mm. peeve, is that when you don't, they don't try everything at once. Like, your, your fork right. should have a bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Americans eat, like, well, maybe like, not Americans, but, like, some people tend to eat, eat like, I'm going to eat the, the salad, meat, yeah. the rice, uh -huh. then the thing, yeah. versus, like, yeah. For us, if, if it's on the plate, put it onto one fork, yeah. like, at least for one bite, because it, it does make a huge... Yes difference that's why at fancier restaurants the portions look smaller mm -hmm. but it's usually because they've layered they've yeah. layered like yeah. i watched this one uh and i want to try this recipe another below deck recipe he did this um they were in greece and so they did this thing that was like uh goat or lamb meat with eggplant on top mm -hmm. and then the whole thing was just smothered in like cheese and melted oh. almost like a little looking lasagna i've done yeah. eggplant lasagna before just not with the goat or lamb meat it looked amazing yeah. um and the of course the people didn't like it they weren't they wanted like pasta like normal pasta yeah. um but it's like how cool mm -hmm. and yeah if you had just some local cheese just some lamb and just some eggplant separately. Yeah, it's not the same. You know, it wouldn't be the yeah. same. And so this was just, and he cooked it in like a little, one of those little like crock looking things, you know, mm -hmm. like individual. So, so yeah, it's meant oh, to be. Good. It does sound good. <laughs> I've been trying to Google it because they said it was like a, the guy, the reason the chef made it, because he was like, this is a Greek dish. Like my family's from Greece. This is something they eat all the time. It's very authentic. Um, and so I can't remember what he called it, but I've been trying to find it. 
Um, and I can't find the exact recipe, but I might just try it now that yeah, we have. Because eggplant is one of my favorites. I don't mm -hmm. know why I don't grow it. Um, but yeah, doesn't that smell good? Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's meant to be eaten yeah. all together. So that's such a good tip for, you know, when you're going out yeah. um, to a restaurant, eat it the way it's presented, you mm -hmm. know. And then the reason why for all those different plates is so many... It, you do end up getting full by the end. Yeah. People don't think they're like, oh, it's just a little plate or plate with a little thing yeah. on there. Like, no, after, like, if you're nine, course yeah. number nine, you're getting full. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> One of the chefs said on that show that the reason that the dessert plates are so small is because something about how it, like, makes it taste sweeter or something I can't remember and I was like I think he's totally making that up but then one point he said is that when it comes to serving he was very particular about wanting a wide and deep dish because mm -hmm. something about the the depth of the dish helps the aroma stay yes. right on mm -hmm. what you're eating and it adds yeah. to the eating experience yeah it's the whole five senses you need yeah to, yeah yeah that's yeah. really cool like if you're gonna eat something red you're gonna either assume you're already in your head right. okay if it's coming for dessert either raspberry or strawberry mm -hmm. and then if it's all of a sudden they switch it on you and it's a tomato you're gonna be like oh this is gross what you is know this? like yeah <laughs> so like oh do you, you see color and you're yeah. already you know socialized color with something that's supposed to taste like yeah so it's just you know the smell everything it goes to it yeah it's a whole experience. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, so before we talk about kind of like what you guys have going on here in Wichita, one other thing that I think is super interesting about your guys' story is you were in New Jersey when like coronavirus and oh everything my started. Yes. And you, so you were not only were you right outside of New York where it was like craziness from uh -huh. what they made it sound yeah. like, when it happened, you also relocated back to Wichita. Yes. During a pandemic, so what was that like, like with your family? Oh my goodness! So my husband never forgets the day. It was March thirteenth. That's his yeah. last day at work in New York in the restaurant. Um, you know, the kids were already home. It's like, okay, what are we gonna do? Like, this is so March was literally it had it was at its height. Like, it was yeah. just like the yeah. beginning of all of this. Yeah, and so he comes. Was home. it his planned last day or last day because of virus? Because of the okay. virus, yeah. And actually, he was looking into working at another restaurant to get one more um, experience before we left because we weren't scheduled to leave until about August. Okay, like to actually leave August September. Gotcha. Um, and so he wanted to work at one more place that had really good, you know, he's like, I need to get in this restaurant. This is, this would be great for me, you know, and he got accepted to it as well. Oh, so, gosh. you know, he was already, you know, and his head was going to leave, but then the virus, everything mm -hmm. happened. So here we are now at home and we're like, what are we going to do? Yeah. Restaurants closed. I had already stopped Kids are working. Home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I already stopped. There was no point in me getting another restaurant because I knew we were leaving. Yeah, you know, and then the summer was about to hit, so the kids were going to be out of school. Right, and then I was in the reserves, so I was still my one week in a month. Mm. And so I'm like, okay, what are we going to do? So the reserves went into where we worked from home on the computer. Okay, all right, so that was still kind of going, but he, there was no work for him. No work yeah, for no him. restaurants. So then we did the unemployment, and then we're like, okay, we can't. Like, it was hard just sitting like and not yeah. doing something. So I know we ended up doing a bunch of different dishes. <laughs> he's like this is the best experiment time. yeah he's like this is the best time to work on our, yeah. our all these dishes that we've been trying to do yeah you know now that we have the time so he's perfected there's some that are really good that will be on his menu whenever we open up an actual restaurant yeah 
Um, but during that time, it was just scary because yeah. we couldn't go to New York at all anymore. So, which wasn't so much of a bummer. Right. Because that train ride was just horrible. Um, and then we were like, okay, this is going to continue on. I'm like, we're, we're sitting here and we know we're going to be moving soon. Yeah. So then we started packing. We still were leaving in August, September. We're like, let's just pack. And then <laughs> nothing else to do. We might as well get a head start. I'm like, this is gonna be the best packing ever. <laughs> Everything is gonna be individually yes. wrapped and labeled <laughs> yes. and organized. It was so great. <laughs> and then um, I was like, we gotta, we need to leave. Like, let's just leave. We already know we're going to Kansas, so we were able to leave our lease early. At, at some point, I think they were actually telling people in the city if you have residences outside mm-hmm. of. Yeah. the city to help us out by by getting out yeah. so yeah so we did that so we we ended up my nephews came to help us move and then they ended up coming with us to to Kansas just to help us move and then yeah. they went back home but um seeing from New Jersey driving oh to Kansas <sighs> all the different levels of Oh, right. Like state by state. State like, by state. Because the laws were was, different. Yes. Yeah. It was like everybody with a mask, everybody don't touch me, you know, in New Jersey. And then you start going into these yeah. other states. You're like, why are you so close to me without a mask? Yeah. Because <laughs> Kansas did not, we did not yeah. adopt the mask rule until I think pretty late on. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, you kind of were. We, yeah, we kind of went down. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> as far as I think we're taking we're taking it pretty seriously now. But yeah, how yeah. interesting that you literally drove across like and as you traveled, so, it got more and more lax. Yeah. If you would have kept going, I imagine it would have gone back up. Like as you got to California. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> it would have gotten more strict. Um. But yeah, that is so crazy. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I'm glad you guys got out when you did. I yeah. think you definitely made the right call I think the longer mm-hmm. you would have stayed like you know um, of course we wouldn't have been able to hang out as as quickly but yeah. it also like I think it you know just would have been so crazy I've never been to New York I've always wanted to go we might have to we might have to give me some tips in another episode <laughs> um when traveling is a thing again who yeah. knows? um but yeah I'm glad you guys got out when when you mm-hmm. did so tell us what what so pinch of grace is the name of um your current venture yeah, so, so tell so- us and Luis is working at a restaurant, so okay. um, tell us what your current, like, projects are. All right, so um, what we have now is Pinch of Grace Sweets. Right, okay. Sorry, I left that out. Yes. Pinch of Grace Sweets. Sweets. <laughs> um, and that is, we are currently, because of COVID, it, it is it is a lot harder to sell things out of our home, um, but just so everybody knows, too, we are both um, the sanitation certification. Nice. We both okay. have that. Okay. Um, and then we both, we finally got our license and everything for cool. here. Um, but still trying to sell out of your home is really, yeah. really hard. Um, people I think that would otherwise not think twice about it mm-hmm. are thinking twice yes. and people just psych themselves out, I think. And, and we're still new again. Right. Even though we were here two years ago, we're still new and, and then we're also like, it's like, just trying to get back into the market here right. and then seeing what people want right. as well, but not losing what we want to show others. Right. So it, it's finding that how do we get yeah. in the door to, to get people to try our stuff, you know? So we were doing, um, like, you can order like a, an everyday type cake for with us. Or, right. But we stopped that for now. Um, but we are doing weddings and like celebration cakes so like birthdays and stuff 
Um, but we are very specific. We don't. We do not do fondant. Nice. Okay. Okay. A lot of people don't eat fondant. Let's yeah. just get realistic. A lot of people don't eat fondant unless you're like little kids love it. Yeah. Adults don't though. No. And sometimes some fancier cakes. Like I've seen. Like so, I don't think. I work, I do wedding coaching, mm-hmm. and so I've been to a lot of re- weddings, and so, like, I see cakes getting smaller and smaller. I see people doing more of, like, the cupcakes yes. or the takeables, but the last few, like, medium to small size cakes that I've seen, I swear half of them were fondant. Yes. Like, the, the edible cake part of it, the sponge part yeah. of it, was, like, not enough to feed the people in the room, because no. it was all, fondant. like, yes, it looked pretty, but it was, yeah, so that, that's, that's and really cool. And also, a lot of times... They think it's going to be like on TV, and then your fondant, if the room is too warm, yep. you start seeing a lot of distortion on yes. your cake. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, my gosh. That's such a good point. Yeah. Okay. So, no fondant. So, so basically, special occasions. So, special like occasions. weddings, birthdays, mm-hmm. anniversaries, yes. anything that you could need a special mm-hmm. um, cake for. Yeah. Um, okay. And we do the cakes, and we do buttercream on the cakes, and mm. we, we stick with simple and elegant. Um, I, I'm not some master, like... <laughs> That is not my forte. I do not make a bunch of crazy flowers like Ramban Israel and right. Got uh, it. Like, that is so not me. Yeah. Um. But we do do the rustic, simple, the elegant, and we try to stay affordable. Right. You know, we know it's hard, and you know everybody's struggling. So, but we want everybody to be able to have something that tastes really good and right. looks beautiful. You know, and then it's not so hard in the budget. Exactly. Um. Yes. We also do a dessert table. So you can get, right. yeah, so you can get like petit four, some small things for the table. Yeah. Would you? Every, so lately it seems like, like I said, for sure with weddings, I'm seeing where you're, they're doing more of like the candy bars, the mm-hmm. cupcakes. I went to one where it was a donut wall with yes. like the little poke, the mm-hmm. like rod, they had donuts. Yeah. So I'm seeing more of like snackables. Yes. Um, and yeah, so when you first described, I think I read about the dessert table. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about how perfect it would be to set up for like any family gathering, yeah. really any holiday, mm-hmm. because you basically get like, like a potluck would be where yeah. everyone brings a different dessert and you have an amazing mm-hmm. variety, but this is like... I just have you do it, yeah. And it's a variety of desserts, and it's such a good idea rather than one big, yeah, one big cake, one big dessert. Mm-hmm. You're never gonna get everyone's flavors, nope. but you have a better chance of pleasing everyone at your event, yeah, um, or your get together by having the dessert yeah. table. So I think that's a really and we good also idea. do, and then everybody wants that cutting picture mm. for the wedding like yeah. when you're cutting the cake. So yeah, we'll do a small cake as well for your if that's what you want. You know, some people don't want it, some people do. Yeah. But that is an option to have just something to cut. Yeah. Um, we also do like like takeaways or the party favors. Um, nice. So we'll do individually wrapped uh, the chocolate covered strawberry, uh, chocolate covered pretzels in a bag. Cute. Or uh, macaroons, the French macaroons. Oh, cute. Um, or just some cookies. I saw on so. Pinterest the other day these macaroons that were wreaths. Like they looked like Christmas oh, wreaths. Yeah. So adorable. And then the lady had put them on a plate to look like a big wreath. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is oh, adorable. What a cute yeah. way to take. Because I don't think of a Christmas dessert as a macaroon. Yeah. And so she took it to, to make it Christmassy. So, so yeah, really cool. Okay, so if someone has a special event, even if it's like a birthday party, baby shower, like it doesn't have to be wedding, what's the best way for them to like... To reach out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like do, um, do you have to do like a consult? Is there an order form? Like what does the process so, look like? So um, if, if you email us at pinchofgracesweets at gmail.com. Okay. Then I can send an order form. Okay. Um, I also can send our flyer through there, or they can look on our Facebook page at Pinch of Grace Sweets. Okay. Um, and we also have the Instagram POG Sweets. 
awesome. So it's really, okay. Yeah. And I'll share all of this stuff and, of course, mm-hmm. tag you when I share this episode and yeah. stuff. So, um, okay, really cool. I'm literally like, I need to have a get-together yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, to have, um, just, just to have some sweets yeah. from you guys. And we're also seasonal. Right. So we do we do we stick with what's in season and we stick with the local product. Yeah. So we do help out. We want to reach out to the local farmers market. Mm. You know, if we need jam for anything, we're going to go local. If we need yeah. uh, apples, we're going to we're trying to stay as local as possible. Yeah. Um if not Wichita, at least Kansas. Yeah. Um but if it's not in season, sorry, you're not getting yeah. it. So you're not going to get a strawberry in December. Yes. Yeah. So. I remember when I <laughs> first started like changing the way that I was cooking and eating based on like we're gonna have a farm someday Mm -hmm. that was advice that I was given was start by planning your meals based on the farmer's market and about how ridiculous it is that grocery stores have made us think that like you said that we can just get a strawberry in December and Mm -hmm. that it's gonna be fresh and beautiful and juicy and not full of Monsanto chemicals like that isn't practical but we've come to think that Mm -hmm. way and so yeah so I remember uh taking my cues from the farmer's market yeah you you cook a little bit differently but you have a better chance of getting something that's better for you Mm -hmm. and your family so Mm -hmm. I actually really love that and you people probably know if you know me and Dean like we are really big on like supporting local farmers Um, and we have a great farmers market in Old Town Mm -hmm. um, so shout out to them Um, I know there's Cedric County one is really good too oh yeah yeah Yeah. and then Derby has a little one the Kansas Grown I've been to it once but it was not like it was only a few booths so I think I see more of their stuff on on the Facebook page than the actual place yeah yeah I like that there's a pretty good variety at the Old Town one Um, but yeah we definitely have like a local um, I did one time I was set on doing like um like an apple crumble. It's a dessert me and my sister make all the time where you just kind of do instead mm-hmm. of a pie, you just do like a crumble topping and whatever. Um, but like apple, I knew there was a booth at the farmer's market that was the Cedar Cedar Farms or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name, but he didn't have any. And oh. it was because they weren't in season. And yeah. so, but he had peaches yeah. that were slightly, like I was just maybe too late or too early. And so, yeah, I had to adjust my dessert that I was mm-hmm. planning on making. And I did a peach crumble and it was just as good. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we have apples and pears on property. So now I just toss those both in there. Um, but yeah, that's actually really cool. Um, and it would challenge, it would, so if you're someone that's ordering and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, this isn't in season and you, have a tendency to like maybe feel bummed about that. Like just go outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Let Alicia make a suggestion to you on yeah. what is in season, and she can help you decide on something that is in season is yeah. local. It can make a big difference. Um, you know, we gotta support each other. We yeah. have to support all the other local businesses as well. So yeah, you know, if we can do something collaboration with somebody local, a farm or a restaurant, something. Yep. I mean, we're all for it to help others, so. Yeah, really cool. So if you're, I know I have some homesteaders that follow me on Instagram and stuff that are kind of in the area, in Kansas-ish areas, if you have something that can be used for baking. Mm-hmm. Um, I know bakers love, is it the duck eggs? Duck um, eggs, yeah. They're yeah. Like more like rich. Like, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're thinking of adding rabbits and goats to our, or mm-hmm. no, rabbits and ducks to our farm Ooh. next year. Um, Dean wants to add a bunch of, any bunch of type of birds he wants to add, <laughs> but we're thinking we'll start with rabbit and duck. Okay. So hopefully I'll have some duck eggs for you. Um, okay, so current day, that's really cool. Special events, baked goods, that type of thing. You're our girl. Yeah. Um, so tell us, because I think I've heard your future plans, and I think it all sounds really cool. So tell us just, like, what kind of the next stage right. is for Pinch of Grace. Okay, so Pinch of Grace Sweets, from home, We of course, we want a brick and mortar eventually. Bakery you know, type. A bakery scene. type, yes. Um, from that... We want to open what's called the art room. 
Okay. And that's going to be an actual full-out restaurant. Cool. But the reason why it's called the Art Room is because we want to display local artists' um, work. Where it's, like, it's, it's another venue where they can display their stuff and then possibly people can uh, buy right. as well. Cool. Um, and then hopefully maybe have like local like jazz bands, you know, yes. things like that to yep. help with the community. Um, and then, then we want to do what's called um, the Haven. Okay. So the Pinch of Grace Bakery okay. and the Art Room, the funds from those two places will fund the Haven. Okay. And the Haven will be a community center. Mm. And that would help. Uh, we, we want to help people who need jobs. So, like, to learn how to go on an interview. Mm-hmm. So we want to um, really link up with a lot of local agencies for that. Yeah. Um, we want to do cooking classes. Mm. Um Things just to get kids off the street, like things that yeah. you know that can be done to help what you would find in a community center. Yeah. Um. But and we want to keep it nonprofit, like to yeah. keep it from being nonprofit. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we want to be the ones funding it. Because we we just yeah. don't want our hands tied at any point. Right. Um. We want the freedom to be able to to do that. Um. We are a Christian family, so a lot of our values, yes, will be in there. Right. But you do not have to be a Christian to, yeah. to receive help there or anything. It's for yeah. the community. Yeah. Um, and we really just want just, just like to help the a community. Safe haven, yeah, a safe literally. haven. Yeah. 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 I love, so I think that, I don't know. I feel like we've lost, like the small community center used to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like, especially in this area, if I think, I feel like some of the smaller communities are just waiting for like a YMCA yeah. or like a big brothers, big sisters to come in and so I think, you know, and we have, we have shelters and we have like food yes. banks and stuff, uh-huh. but I love the idea of it being like, what does the community yes. need? Is it childcare? I love the idea of cooking classes because uh-huh. like so many people, like I was not taught to cook because my mom was busy uh-huh. and I think a lot of people are yeah. like that. And so having a place where we can teach moms or even people that are yeah. just getting out of the house, those kind of like yeah. basic home ec type things. And, and even for, for kids themselves, um, when I was in New York, I volunteered with a wellness in the schools. Mm. It's a program where they go and teach kids to cook in in school. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's teaching young kids to to cook simple dishes at home. Mm-hmm. It teaches them fire safety, mm-hmm. knife safety, but they're also able to eat healthy. Yeah, and they don't have to worry about a parent. You know, like yeah, it's not not every child has a parent at home all the time. Yeah. So, you know, we want to be able to do that, you know, teach kids how to yeah. cook and fend for themselves if they need to. Yep. Yep. I remember when I was younger and my mom was single for part of the time. She married my dad when I was six, but I remember she would do this thing where she'd have to, she was a nurse, so she'd have to leave early in the morning. Um, and so I think I had someone that would come and deliver me to school or something. I don't know, but she would always leave out like a dry bowl of cereal and would like pre-measure the milk that I needed. Um, but at a certain age, like it would have been nice to know how to like boil some noodles, like, you know, and, and anything to keep kids from having to believe the lie that it's got to be the fast food, the Mm -hmm. pre-processed. Like when I first started cooking for my family, everything was out of a box. If it wasn't a hamburger helper, tuna helper, box kit, we didn't, we didn't need it. Cause I just had no concept of taking yeah. raw ingredients and turning them into a meal so to teach kids that um or even parents that like parents yeah, that parents are trying too, to yeah. that didn't know it and um so yeah I love the idea of a community center that is not just teaching them one mm-hmm. thing like not just like a why teaching sports yeah. like it's teaching what the family what the group might need um and I think there's such a need for that yeah. here especially in certain neighborhoods I, in Wichita. but I also think too um uh, it's another important thing is 
there's there's help out there for very low income, mm-hmm. very low income, and then of course the high income they don't need the help. Right. But then you get into the middle. Right. And you, if you know you're not like completely poor or off, mm-hmm. you're like really bad, but yeah. you're not up there either, yeah. and you're struggling um, just to pay the bills at times. Yeah. You know that's what we want to help with those yeah. people too, like. Where's the help for them sometimes, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, you either make too much or mm-hmm. you don't make enough. Like, it's... And something about that mid-class. Like, I was actually just telling a friend the, this story the other day. Like, there was a time where Dean was in school. Mm-hmm. We had already had my oldest, Sean, and I was pretty much raising him by myself until he was out of school and we got mm-hmm. married and everything. And there was a time where, like, I didn't qualify for food stamps. Mm-hmm. I qualified for this thing. I think they have it everywhere called WIC. Yeah. So it's like women, infant, and children, yeah. and you basically get like milk, bread, formula, yeah. a few things, right? And then I qualified for daycare help, which was a lifesaver. Um, but yeah, it was like, I was almost harder. It took me a long time to reach out. It took yeah. me a long time to it reach does. out and say, I need, yes, I do need to be someone that goes on WIC. Like I was telling someone a story the other day. Um, I was working a shift where I had to work like one Saturday a month. And so I usually had to get a babysitter to sit with Sean. So I had this babysitter. I like knew her mom through work. It was just a teenage girl. And I guess she felt really bad for us. Um, because I came home from my shift and she had taken Sean and went to the grocery store and like our fridge was like overflowing. Oh, like it was like, and I usually didn't keep it full. It was usually like, you know, a few things but not full by any means. And so she just was like, oh my gosh. And so at first I was like so embarrassed. Like she had to have like talked to her mom and they thought to go grocery shop and I was so embarrassed. But that was one of the two instances where I was like, no, I should reach out Mm -hmm. for some kind of help. Because there is, there is help available for middle income, but those are the people that I think are almost harder to reach, harder to let them know that you're there. Because sometimes, Um, you know, I know there's times where I'm like, okay, well, I'm not as bad as, you know, it could, it could be worse. Yeah. It could be worse. You know, we'll just make it through this week. We'll make yeah. it through next week. But then you realize, and you're like, wow, you know, we, we may need some help. Yes. You know, yeah. so. And too, for those folks that are, like, I remember being on a paycheck to paycheck budget. Mm-hmm. And I wish that I, like, I look back on the time when I had Sean. And I'm like, I wish I would have had a couple of chickens in the yard. Yeah. Because then at least I knew we were going to have eggs. Yeah. You know, like I wish I knew how to cook better when I was on WIC because they wanted you to buy the healthiest yeah. stuff. Um, but I didn't always know what to do with the stuff that they were saying I could buy. Um, and so had we taken the budget that was buying the tuna helpers and the hamburger helpers and buying, you know, rice yeah. and noodles and like healthy, like I would have gotten more out of it. I would have been able to feed yeah. us better if I had the knowledge. Yeah. So it's, it's a really good idea to kind of like hone in on that. We've, so. we've talked about just doing, um, our own YouTube here and, you know, yeah. be, until we can get like an actual place, you know, to do it yeah. in our home and do YouTube and teach yeah. kids how to, uh, to cook and stuff. I mean, our kids are learning, you know, and we have like these little plastic knives that they use that yeah. cut really well. Yeah. You know, so they're learning a lot of the basic, like, you know, we can, they can literally get a full culinary education yeah. at home with all the stuff that <laughs> yes, we have. Yes, yeah. That would be so cool. So you reminded me of, I just saw a thing this week where this guy didn't have a dad growing up, and so he started this YouTube channel, and I think it's literally called, like, stuff my stuff my dad would have taught me or something and mm-hmm. he is doing these videos where he's doing like how to tie a tie how to change oil how to change a tire oh that's cute for other and the concept is for other people who maybe their dad isn't around um but it's gone like viral like it's like he's mm-hmm. just gotten so much like now that people know the story behind why he's doing these videos like 
he's just gotten really popular. So me and Dean are obsessed with like kind of seeing like what cool new like yeah. masculine thing is he going to teach. So yeah, I think you guys could definitely, if you were teaching a family, parent, have somebody as your parents, some for kids, um, some for how to make a meal together, you know, because that's the other thing is I hear moms struggle with is they're like, I don't get any help. I yeah. don't get any help in the kitchen. And it's like, well, did you, does your kid know how to rinse lettuce? Does your kid know? Like peeling potatoes was always my job growing oh, yeah. up. Like, you know, and I think, I think some moms are afraid to relinquish the control, yeah. but I also think it's a safety thing. They don't know. It's just like choosing chores for your mm -hmm. kids. Like you have to know the exact right one yeah. for the age for mm -hmm. it to really make sense and for them to be helpful. But yeah, if you had advice on like and that you, type of thing. And you have to be okay with it not looking so beautiful. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I learned one time, I learned one time that it's not about them doing the chore well, it's about them knowing the concept of a chore yeah. and you can teach them later how to do it better, um, <laughs> which we still work on the dishes, having them exactly to mom's cleanliness standards. But uh, the important thing is they know they don't just magically get done. Yeah. But someone has to do them. So. Oh my gosh. Well, this was really fun. Um, okay, so any um, last minute? I usually ask people like, okay, so what does the rest of the day, what does this weekend since it's Friday, like what, what does it look like for you guys? Um, we actually homeschool. Right. So our homeschool is from Tuesday through Friday. We, nice. we, we quit the Saturday part of it. Yeah. Because we, we stick with Lewis's job. Mm, his so schedule. His schedule. Um, and he's off Sunday, Mondays. So nice. we were off Sunday, Mondays. But by Saturday... Yeah. We're still just like, oh, I don't feel like, <laughs> I, I, I just can't comprehend this. So yeah. we do homeschool from Tuesday through Friday. Um, so today for about an hour or so, I think we'll probably do our math and our language arts. And cool. then as for the weekend, I don't know. What is the weather like? That's what I know. <laughs> yeah. I think it's supposed to be more like today. Like it's, th this weather is kind of annoying to me because it's not cold enough to snow, Yep. but it's not warm enough. To, to leave go. the kids outside exactly. for a long period of time. Yeah, so, so yeah. We have um, Warren, uh, we're big into scouting, and so he has his, like, first Cub Scout, like, um, ceremony where they're going to, like, oh, welcome the Cubs into it. Um, and then I'm doing a conference all day tomorrow, except for when I sneak to his ceremony. I'm doing an online conference for, like, um, like bloggers and influencers oh, cool. and that type of thing. So I'm changing up a lot of things, like, come next year, I'm – I'm adding some new things, which I haven't told anyone about except for Dean, really. But um, so I'm just kind of learning, you know, what that really looks like mm -hmm. as far as running that more as like a business instead of a hobby. So, um, so yeah, that's what I got going on tomorrow. And then, of course, church on Sunday. Um, yes. And then my sister has a Christmas party through her work that she invited us to where they rented a, the movie theater, I think, in Derby. And they're showing the National Lampoon's oh, Christmas, cool. which I actually don't know if I've ever seen. I don't know. I think I've seen it once, honestly. Yeah. And yeah. it's not a reoccurring thing. So. Right. It's not one we go to every year, yeah. so, like, we have to watch it. So, so yeah, we have kind of a busy weekend, but it will be fun. Um, and I guess it's good to be busy if the weather's not going to be fun. So, yeah. Um, and then my sister told me the other day, she was telling me she had her Christmas shopping done. And I was like, what? How do you have your Christmas shopping done? And she was like, because uh, Christmas is, like, two weeks away. And I was like, no, it's not. I still have time. <laughs> so I cannot believe we're already counting down. Like, I think we have maybe, like, two weekends as we yeah. get a next weekend. And then, boom, it's Christmas. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I'm not prepared. So, yeah. But, yeah. Okay, well, really cool. Okay, so everyone, you can find me. Hopefully, you're already listening to this. You can listen to this on Apple, on Amazon, on Podbean. Um, you can always find me at The Mama Marketer on Facebook and Instagram. 
You can find Alicia uh, Pinch of Grace Sweets on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a website as well. Uh, yes. uh, and then also on um, Instagram, it's just P-O-G Sweets, Sweet. right? Okay, so yeah, so you can find us both. Um, and then otherwise, let's see, I usually tease what I have upcoming. I'm going to be speaking with my sister-in-law sometime soon. She um, works for her family business that is a window covering business. And so <laughs> this has just been the year of the home. Everyone has been like redecorating their homes. And so she's <laughs> going to come on and kind of tell us like what are, exactly, what are the major like trends we're seeing in home design and stuff. So it's going to be really fun so that should be hopefully before Christmas if not right after so all right that's all I got okay everybody take it easy and we'll talk to you again soon bye Bye.